Hey everybody and welcome to another amazing episode of Finding Peaks. So grateful to be here on this beautiful winter day, 2022. Um, to my right, um, we have our trusty steed. I don't know why I always call you that. I don't know either. It it's just weird. feels like, like a prize <laughs> horse. Like it's, you're always here and you're consistent. That Jason Friesma, our chief clinical officer. Um, and we have our lovely guests over here. We have Brooke, um, as well as Stephanie, um, who are the family of um, Crystal Perez, um, who came through our program back in 2016. And we are here today um, in an effort to just celebrate Crystal um, and celebrate her cause and celebrate her loving energy, her connecting spirit, and as we just talked about, uh, her tremendous fight um, with her mental health. But uh, before we kind of get into the weeds with some of that stuff, I'd love to talk about um, Brooke as well as Stephanie. They've put together, and Mom, um, have put together a nonprofit. And so I want to just let them have the stage a little bit, talk a little bit about this nonprofit and how they're raising awareness for addiction and mental health um, through their beautiful cause. So I'll turn it over to you, Brooke. Yeah, thank you. You're um, so we started, my family and I started the nonprofit KK Fearless after the loss of Crystal, my sister, and my brother, Kevin, as well, um, to an overdose. And so we're just, it's our way of honoring them, of keeping their legacy alive, and we hope to raise money and give to local rehabs all around Colorado to create a music room where their residents can use music as a tool to help them on their road to recovery. That is awesome. Now, was, was music something that Crystal was passionate about? Yeah, so okay. we chose music because of Crystal and Kevin, who they were super musically talented. You might know this as well, but uh, oh, yeah. she... She had the tattoos with the, with yeah, the music Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. all did. All three of us did. Oh, okay. That's cool. um, but, and I'm not musically talented at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was them. Um, but I do love music. And so, yeah, it was just kind of that was how we... We knew initially we wanted to give to rehabs, um, but we weren't really sure. And then, and then we found like our niche where we're like, oh, we can incorporate music. And that also honors them because they were so talented and loved music and loved to play music. Um, yeah. So that's where we get the music piece from. That's so awesome. We get yeah. so many artists on our side of things. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, artists I've, I've found, certainly in family systems, sometimes they have a tough way of expressing themselves. Exactly. And giving them that opportunity to really express it through music, through yeah. art, whatever it might be, is just such a phenomenally connective outlet. Um, where do you show up in that cause, Stephanie? Yeah, so I am married into the family with Brooke, so we're cousins, but not blood related. And so obviously through that connection with the family and knowing Crystal and Kevin for the past almost 14 years since I've been a part of the family. Um, but personally, like most of us also know many addicts, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've lost friends to addiction, uh, know a lot of people that are still struggling. I have close family members that are also addicts. And so I, um, I think at first, they, you know, going through Crystal and Kevin, I hadn't opened up about like my connection to addiction with Brooke as, you know, both sisters um, in a relationship. And so that has been um, uh, an area for us to be strengthened by, like our relationship to just be able to talk about it in a space where we both know what we're going through. Yeah, understand each other. Understand yeah. each other, help support. Um, and so, yeah, my just knowing addiction, knowing the challenge, 
being close as like family members to to the cause is really what sparked us to start just wanting to do something. We didn't know what it was going to look like, but we just wanted to do something. Yeah, I just I re really honor that action-oriented step. You know, I unfortunately talk to a lot of families of, of ones that have lost loved ones, and, and every family is like, what can I do? What can mm -hmm. I do? Yeah. How do I do it? Mm -hmm. You all are doing it. It's mm. a pretty magical thing, I'm sure. Mm. They'd be looking down and be like, those are my people. Yeah. Let's go, you know? Mm. Um, Jason, uh, what was your relationship um, potentially with uh, Crystal? And I, I want to talk about Kevin, too, here in a little bit, just because I didn't get to meet Kevin. Um, so we're going to give him some time here, too. But what was your relationship? Crystal's going to get more time, probably, just because we knew her. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, obviously, uh, she was a client in our program. And it was back when our program was a lot longer. You know, now we're a 45-day program with, with IOP on the back end of it. But, um, you know, I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but like I, I can remember, like Crystal, I think came to our program like right before we went on a hut trip, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like maybe the day before, maybe two days, yeah, like literally there. right before. And um, I, I swear, I told her this later, like I thought she had like the coolest glasses because I couldn't <laughs> see the arms. Oh yeah, but then she didn't have an yeah. arm on the glasses. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, yeah. like her glasses were broken. I'm like. I'm like, how is that? It's so side. cool it's that staying on there. <laughs> no, but like she didn't have an arm on the one side. Glasses. And the one thing that immediately stuck out, I, I mean, that hut trip was amazing to be with her, but she was tough as nails, that one. Um, like she literally <laughs> uh, was going through withdrawals, you know, in the middle of nowhere and complained mm. zero times. She just needed to be by the fire, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah, checks out. Um, but immediately, uh, you know, there was just something about her. Like there was, there was this essence to Crystal that was so um, engaging and so, um, I don't know, she just brought a life. Uh, and, and when you were talking about music, Brooke, like, I don't remember what the event was. I, I, I'm pretty sure one of the other clients had to go to the hospital for some reason, and it's back when like, our whole house would travel as a pack, and so everybody went to the hospital, <laughs> yeah. and there was a piano in there, mm -hmm. and she just sat down and like mm -hmm. blew everybody's hair back with what she could do on a piano. and um, yeah. everything she taught herself. <laughs> yeah, I, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it, I just always remember wanting her to like express more and more of herself mm -hmm. and like she would like do it and then I think she mm. would I don't know feel embarrassed or, mm -hmm. or ashamed or I don't know what or like self-conscious maybe uh, um I don't know but there was always just something uh that I just really that just profoundly touched me about her and and her path um uh and then obviously with Logan too and like walking through that mm -hmm. and um there's just a lot of um, there was so much life and then so much pain inside of that young woman. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It just was, uh, she was easy to like and easy to invest a lot of time and energy into trying to walk with her yeah. on her path. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for that, Jason. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk before we jump into it, um, Kevin. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get the opportunity to meet Kevin. Will you tell us a little bit about Kevin? Yeah, Kevin, um, he was just as musically talented as her. Um, he, they both, I feel like, 
um, had this like energy that just drew people mm -hmm. to them. They were always um, loved and liked by so many people. They were the popular people all the time, everywhere they went. <laughs> um, Kevin struggled with his addiction probably for just as long as Crystal, um, so probably over a decade. And um, he, the last year of his life, he was diagnosed schizophrenic and um, went through that with his medication and everything like that. Um, and then he, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about him. I don't really want to speak to his addiction, but sure. um, yeah, he just was a very loving, kinding human being. Mm -hmm. So talented, he, he drew that picture. Huh. He's artistically so cool. talented, <laughs> musically mm -hmm. talented, yeah. And what year did he pass? He just passed in 2020, November. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I love what you said there is like we don't need to go into the addiction mm -hmm. because it actually is it's mental health yeah. and people are struggling with mental health today and um, you know us here at Peaks we're doing it putting our best foot forward to bridge that gap um, because it is that unnecessary shame spotlight that gets shined oh he was a substance user it's different it's not different mm. and we talked about that pretty candidly before the episode so sounds like a phenomenal human yeah he I would have loved to have met I know. him yeah so cool. he's great yeah. So he played a bunch of instruments? Uh, he mostly played guitar. Okay. Uh, he was really good at playing guitar. Awesome. Um, Crystal was the one that was guitar and piano and violin. And, you didn't even sing? No, no, just neither. I think I'm the, I'm, I'm the one. I okay. just haven't started that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I shine. Here we go. She's the lead, lead singer of the nonprofit. I've heard some recordings of her voice. There's yeah. potential. Why don't you just sing a little for us? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's just jump right into the event. We actually Here have two women in programming right now that are <laughs> literally after the commencement upon my last two groups. They got a guitar out and they sang a song that they wrote at Peaks. And I was just wow. like, oh, mother yeah. of God. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so, yeah, I wanted to get into some questions about Crystal and, and just kind of pick your brain a little bit because I want to make sure that we're telling her story in the right way. I want to make sure that the energy that we're putting out into this world um, fits and so as, as her family and really as maybe one of her closest people in her life um, how should we be telling Crystal's story I don't know I mean that's a great question I would tell her story in the way that you knew her because um, that's how I tell my story I, I don't go off of what people tell me about her, I go off of what I, how I knew her and who mm -hmm. she was to me. And that's mm -hmm. how I think you guys should share that. Because um, I love like meeting people who knew her and them telling me stories. And like you guys telling me stories about her hike and her sledding. And like yeah. that's your guys' stories that you have of her. And I hope you continue to share those because that keeps her alive. Um, and I'll continue to share everything that I know about her and the great memories I have of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really beautiful. And, mm. um, I appreciate you saying that. It, it, it can be really difficult at times, as we talked about before the show, to really carry that message on um, in a really infectious way. And I, I always mm. feel, geez, I kind of feel a little bit guilty mm. because the only thing I know of your sister is absolutely perfect. Mm. You know, it's, I, 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 I get to watch her come in hopeless and I get to see hope mm -hmm. come alive. And that's the last I remember of her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the way that I want to tell her story moving out there is just in that way, is I saw someone come in, a fighter's fighter, and fought a great fight um, and experienced significant happiness in recovery. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I remember her. Yeah, and that's what I love to hear. I love to hear different perspectives of how you guys knew her and connected mm -hmm. with her in different ways. Yeah. 
How would you tell her story, Stephanie? From what you know of her. I mean, what comes to mind is just her intensity for love. Like, whenever she was around anyone, it was like she was just so present, right? Like, and I never remember, I mean, we all have like phones and stuff, but I just always remember her being like so present and like, Whatever, whatever we were doing, like playing games at the table, like we would play games and puzzles and stuff. It was just like she was always just so there and just wanted to connect and just genuinely loved being around these people that she cared for, that she was safe with, that made her laugh. Like if she was like, I, I just keep going back to her laugh. Like you can't. Um, yeah, she she made her presence known by the joy that she like filled the room with. Yeah, I don't think you can speak about her unless <laughs> right. you bring up right. her laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just I, you. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows her laugh. I mean, mm. she would, she would make fun of you, and you'd still be laughing with her just because <laughs> right. her laugh was so infectious that yeah. you didn't care. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. weird. I hear a little of her laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I hear myself in it a little bit yeah. too. Yeah. When I laugh at certain times, it's usually like when I'm around people that knew her, which mm. is really kind of cool. Mm. Uh, and then some pictures I notice, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look like Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, your mom even talks about when you were growing up, like baby pictures and stuff. You were like the Couldn't same. Like people apart, didn't know, yeah. like, wait, which daughter is which? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was at the parking meter out there and I saw yeah. you and I was like, I got lit up with chills. My cold. Yeah. Brooke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I get that a lot from Stephanie. When we had crystals, um, we d we celebrate her birthday every year, yeah. mm -hmm. and Stephanie came and she was just staring at me and was like, "It is uncanny, mm. like how much you look like her." And it freaks me <laughs> out to stare at you right now. Yeah, <laughs> I get that a lot. That is so, and it's really cool how you all have stayed pretty well connected. We were talking a little bit before the show of some of our other Peaks alumni mm. that were here with Crystal. It's really cool that you all have been able to stay in touch with them a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's really cool that they have supported us yeah. through this yeah. and have reached out to you guys to have, you know, it's, it's really a cool, tight-knit community, I think. Yeah. yeah. Jason, how about for you? I mean, what <clears throat> I know that Crystal um, positively impacted you in a number of ways. I mean, I train with Jason in the morning in the gym, too, so we've been talking about this a lot mm. leading up to this. And, um, I just know she holds a special place in your heart, personally and professionally. Yeah, I think, you know, interestingly, like it's, you know, like when we started Serenity Peaks and invited women into, you know, it was a men's program and then, and then we start Serenity Peaks and really, you know, Crystal was in that kind of first cohort of, of mm. young women that came into our program and, um, and with it being a new program and, and, um, a new kind of adventure, I guess, for me and I think for us, Chris. <coughs> I think um, it just created these really special bonds, like with that first yeah. mm. group of people. And and I do think of that hut trip that we went on. Like I, I mean, I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. And um, and I mean, I I do have so many pictures in my phone of of what we were doing and and the hikes and the silly beanie that Crystal was wearing is like red, I think, and white and. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just a smile and, and like, um, so I think there's a, there was a piece of crystal too, that just signified just a really fun part of my career too, like selfishly that just like, mm. there's an intersectionality mm. there of like, this is fun. And like, um, and I think during that time too, we, you know, Chris, you and I would, 
not joke, but like just be in amazement of like how um, how different the women's program was from the men's mm -hmm. program and how just the depth of pain and trauma that came in versus the men. Not that they don't have their own problems, but like what, what the young women walked in with, um, it felt really heavy. And so I do think we, we invested, I invested a lot of time into really kind of wanting to make sure Peaks did well. But then, of course, as a result of that, like just really getting to know um, just that whole group that, that, that you've been mentioning. And um, yeah, and then uh, just, yeah, Crystal, like she just, she was in it, man. And like, uh, and when I think about her too, like she definitely was kind of the life of the party in a way, but not, like I've been around people who are life of the party and they're really forcing it or like it's about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and her, it was just, yeah, it was just yeah. how, it was her setting mm -hmm. and, um, and like she was just always in for it was just always a yes like we're gonna play this game cool uh yes <laughs> let's do that or <laughs> we did we did a charades on that hut trip and like we had just funny things of like riding in the van or the best chris burns and oh my god yeah like, that's great uh, <laughs> and she just was in for that even though she felt terrible in in that um yeah. that sledding video that we had that I, if you remember that like i mean it she just did it all out and like she went over that jump and her glasses one arm glasses go flying everywhere <laughs> they may have had two arms at that time i can't remember but like it was uh um yeah it i and i remember i don't mean for this to sound morbid but like i remember thinking it you know with these with this group too of like you know unfortunately you know i've done this long enough i'm like not everybody makes it out of mm. this like, I remember it broke my heart at the time. And then, you know, unfortunately, not everybody made it out of that. Mm -hmm. And that hurts and sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that gets me. Yeah. Um, she was such an amazing, I don't know, is, I guess. I think we're carrying her forward in a lot of ways. And, and like I said, that, that, that picture of her sits on my desk, like, right like I just have a spot for it and I've moved that desk dozens of times now I think but like yeah, that's always so the first times. thing I put back up because it's just a reminder um you know and we've in the last year at Peaks have have said that we are here to save lives um and I want that reminder that like this is mm -hmm. what saving lives really does mean mm -hmm. um and because it is a life and death battle and not everybody gets out of it alive yeah mm. it's cool to hear such a personal connection yeah. coming from, I mean, I see you guys as like you guys work for with the rehab, right? Yeah. And being on the family side of it, like we hear some stuff what happens, you know, while in recovery, yeah. while in different programs. But to sometimes it feels like, you know, addiction is such a big thing and addicts are just numbers, you know? Yeah. And so to hear that there's actually like a memory and connection tied and like it's, you know, it wasn't just passing through your program as just another number is really encouraging from a family perspective that it's like, you know, there is, there is so much more than just a step-by-step and cranking through a system type thing. And so that's yeah, cool. That, that. Yeah. That's yeah. Really Cause yeah, not everywhere. Right. But, right. But I, but I do think, um, 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. how we've chosen to run peaks too, and, and this comes from Chris and how he started it is like we we don't have to be three steps removed from our from the people we're helping. Like mm. we're all just people, and yeah. we're all doing the best we can. And, and Crystal is doing the best she could. Yeah. And um, yeah, that mm-hmm. and we didn't have to create some sort of barrier to say, hey, we can't be in alignment with people who are just doing the best they can. And mm-hmm. Um, got to be there with them, yeah. Yeah, and you, you guys bring up an absolutely great point as well, and we touched on it a little bit before the show, is just disrupting an industry too, really ensuring that the people that are, you know, are treating our vo- most vulnerable mm-hmm. um, have the resources to do so. Um, and if they don't have the resources to do so, it can end up causing more harm. And so that's been something that our CEO, my brother Brandon Burns, has been tried and true on over the last year. He's like, we are disrupting this industry. This is crap, the way people are being treated, to your point, as numbers and things of that nature. I mean, I, I find no greater joy than getting on an introduction call and saying, I can't wait to, I can't wait to have a smoothie with your loved one. Mm. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm the founder. Like, that's my thing. I just drink <laughs> smoothies with people in early recovery and celebrate you. They're like, wow. Because yeah, it does matter. Because yeah. we've never had more than 12 beds in our women's program. It's always been very intimate and very, very mm. Well, don't say never. We had 16 for about two weeks. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> and then we it learned. way too many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so l- let me ask you, Brooke, um, what would you say that one of the greatest things that you carry with you today that Crystal left behind? One of the greatest things that maybe you got from her um, throughout your guys' close connection? Hmm. I don't know. That's a great question. I, I think I think it's hard to pinpoint just one thing. Um, I carry a lot of both of them with me, um, and I think, like I was saying to Jason, that sometimes uh, I I can hear myself or I can hear her in me, um, and I think that's a gift. Really, mm. like I, I find joy <laughs> in that. Sometimes I, I may look at like her in pictures, or sometimes I may laugh like her. Mm. Um, I think is really cool. But I think that's probably one of the things is like it's, it's her laugh. It's mm-hmm. being able to like still hear her laugh in me, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. Just laugh just to hear. Yeah, yeah. right. Here's like, yeah. Huh? yeah, that's cool. It, yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I I have like lots of dreams about them. I feel like they come to me, you know, which is really weird. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I still feel like they're with me mm-hmm. everywhere I go. It's um, I haven't really separated myself from them. I guess. Yeah. What about the connection with Fearless and like the way she lived fearlessly? Like, cause we've talked Mm. about that a lot is like, we strive for that and like, yeah, she just, she, she had a lot of shame. I know, um, that was really hard for her, um, because she was also gay and I know that that was hard for her to talk to other people about. Um, so it's not only like you're gay, but you're also an addict. And so you're looked down like doubly, you know, it's like <laughs> double marginalized because of that. Um, and so she, but like you guys were saying, like anywhere, she was just the life of the party anywhere she went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more so like behind closed doors, I feel like is when she had that shame and stuff with her, but I think when she was out in front of other people, people saw this confidence in her and this sort of like fearless yeah. component mm-hmm. to her. 
Um, and so the whole fearless aspect that we have incorporated is like the ring she wore said fearless, but it's also how she acted, you know, and how people saw her. Did you have a question? Oh, I have a lot of questions, but I'll <laughs> try, to, try to sort them out. Hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, what a gift to kind of carry your siblings around like that mm -hmm. and have them visit you in your dreams and all that. Yeah. And my question, too, is like, what's the weight of that? Mm. Yeah. Um, the, the dreams, it's, it's heavy because uh, Crystal and I always talked about our dreams, um, just how vivid they were. And we would go to the bookstore every, you know, every week and read dream books. Yeah. And it was something that like we connected and bonded with. Wow. Um, and so it's, yeah, the, the dreams are hard, um, especially after the, the deaths that were really hard. But now it's like, now they're like really, you know, they're, they're like good dreams now, you know? And so it's, it's kind of refreshing in a way, but I don't think anything else is as heavy as that. Um, mm. I don't know. Mm. I love what you brought up too, is that's exactly my experience with Crystal is, even though we knew obviously through working with her that <clears throat> that shame lived inside, it was never in the center of the room. Mm -hmm. mm. You yeah. know, it was something that fortunately or unfortunately she dealt with a little bit more independently. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that's a, a great point. She always would have kind of this happy, joyous mm -hmm. kind of persona and it attracted the people around her and mm -hmm. wanted people to get closer to her. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember her graduation. That must have been maybe the coolest graduation of our first, you know, first couple cohorts of clients that have come in. And, yeah. I mean, it was just jam packed in there. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Sitting on the floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It is interesting because, like, I, I remember as you were talking about her shame, it's weird to talk to you because, like, it just keeps uh, <laughs> flooding. Um, but, like, her, her shame was also, like, some of the most sacred space. Like, I think some mm -hmm. of my, my best conversations with her were about mm -hmm. the things that you just kind of brought up and, mm. and, and that burden she carried, which that's when you felt the heaviness mm -hmm. that she was carrying around. Too. Yeah. And, and I just remember, you know, my own reaction to that too was just almost feeling desperate to help her unburden herself with some of that because mm. um, almost wanting her to see her as everybody else saw her. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I yeah. think sometimes she missed that. Mm -hmm. I, I feel bad sometimes and guilt is kind of sits in me because it's like I, I had this whole like tough love approach. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times when she would tell me she didn't want to do something, she was self-conscious or she shame or whatever. And it was like, and I didn't understand. I was yeah. just like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> just who cares? Like, yeah. you're beautiful. Tell who cares what, what anyone else, you know? And it's, um, it's just kind of like naive for me to, to even think or say that to someone who, you know, when I can't even relate to that. Um, and I see now in retrospect, but. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, how could you have known though? I mean, I, was yeah. even, I, I talk about it all the time. I'm a, I'm mm. a new dad. Mm. So I was yeah. reading the dad-to-be book in 2015 and I'm flipping through and I'm like, where's my mental health section? Mm. No, there's nothing there. Right. So we all show up and to Jason's point, I think we do the absolute best that we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you only know what you know. Yeah. yeah. But when Jason brought that up about Crystal and the shame is I, I have experienced that and it was heavy. Mm. Um, and there was a piece of her that's like, I just somehow, some way want you to be able to see the way that the world views you because mm -hmm. it's, 
it's spectacular. Right. You know, and that's that's the age-old journey of, of recovery with young people who've experienced a tremendous amount of shame and pain. Is like, can we get them to see what we see before it's too late? Right. And I think that's what I, that's a, something I plan to do with this nonprofit is to be an advocate for those people who are feeling that way um, because I know how Crystal and Kevin felt that way and um, I, I, want, I know what it looks like and I know how it makes them feel and I want like everyone to know that I'm an advocate for you. You know, it's like I, you can come to me and you don't have to be afraid to tell me that you're using right now, or whatever the case may be, and I'm not gonna look down on you, and I'm not gonna judge you, because I saw it firsthand. Um, and so I think that's kind of what I wanna bring with this nonprofit as well, as just being an advocate for those who are mm -hmm. suffering, and in all this pain and the shame, and just break that stigma. Yeah. Really, I love the, the niche that you guys have thought about, too, of creating um, a musical space, because I do think um, <clears throat> it's easy, you know, for us to meet people like doing sporting things or like physical mm -hmm. activities and yeah. um, all kinds of things, but it does leave like a segment of people wrestling to get sober that need to engage with yeah. the arts. And like, I think we right. do try to include arts in what we do, but mm -hmm. um, that specific musical space, um, I think that's a powerful uh, gift, I think, to give people yeah. um, and, and we've certainly, you know, over the last, you know, five and six years or whatever, like we've had certainly people come through that, like we have a, I mean, not the best keyboard in the world. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> Maybe we can hook you up with a Yeah, keyboard. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, I think it's but just it's got fun to watch people who really get it, who yeah. Yeah. can sit down. Mm. And also that's a vulnerable space too, because I think, uh, you know, to exhibit your talents like that um, mm -hmm. can feel really well vulnerable mm -hmm. and really yeah. uh, scary. And it is, it is like, I, I remember Crystal would only let it out a little bit here and there, like little pieces. And then it was, mm. of course, amazing when she would, but mm -hmm. yeah, it was in, very incremental. Yeah, I think that's how they expressed themselves, Crystal and Kevin both. I yeah. saw that because they had a hard time. Kevin, I mean, wore his heart on his sleeve, really. Like, he was really open and transparent with you, but Crystal was much harder to crack, and um, I think the music helped her a lot with mm -hmm. that and expressing it. And I know from experience, her and I just listening to music was like mm -hmm. our way of bonding and like talking lyrics. to ourselves. Yeah. yeah, just through lyrics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the music part, I hope, um, will help a lot. But I'm really glad that we incorporated that into it for sure. Yeah, yeah that's really, really cool. I, I love it. It just creates vulnerability. I don't know what it is about music. Mm. It's just like, man, I'm going to sink into that. Mm -hmm. right. You know, I, I can remember being a new professional and <laughs> I was the music therapist. And I have no idea how I got that. Must have been, you were under, a music must have been an under resourced program. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, you're doing music therapy. I'm like, done, man. I, I like music and I like therapy. So <laughs> let's put them together. But I remember sitting in there and I had no idea what I was doing. I just had a big heart to help people. Mm -hmm. But I remember there was this guy in there who passed away. It was one of my friends. His name was Yaya. And he would never talk in group. But he'd say, hey, can I play a song? Mm. And you, he would just bell. And you'd move to tears because mm. you could heal everything he's trying to express right. in that one song. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, oh, mm. just so moving. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, love what you're doing. And I think that... Um, longer term we'd love to get uh, a music program going here at peaks i think it'd yeah. be exceptional because yeah. there's nothing greater than sitting around and just watching mm -hmm. um, mm. these 
amazingly giftedly talented people in recovery yeah. jam out. It's like the coolest thing yeah. ever. Well, we experienced just a, a small bit of it at our first drop-off. And so like we've, you know, from raising money to getting instruments to dropping off at a recovery center, just pulling up, we hear all this music happening, you know, like they're already playing and tinkering. And it was like, they've had the instruments for 30 minutes and they're like already creating songs together. And it was just like this like organic thing that it was just by the instruments being there, like something was happening, right? Like nothing that we did, like it was just the music was there and then they just like lit up and we just sat there and watched them just jam out and just organically just like play together. They've implemented a, um, a music theory program into their rehab. And so cool. if you didn't know music before, here's an opportunity to learn music. And now we have the instruments to do it. And they have a church band now. Brooke went to go listen oh, to the sweet. church band. Mm -hmm. So they now have a band in their weekly oh. sessions. Yeah. And so it, that was a really good experience to go see them and do that. And, and people after the session would come up to me and like thank me. Mm. Um, was Yeah, so powerful and just like, you have no idea how much this has helped me. And like, I've never played an instrument before and I picked up the, ba the bass and love mm -hmm. it. And it's helped me so much in this recovery. Yeah. Um, was re and he'd only been there for a few weeks. And so that was really right. powerful. It was yeah. really cool to hear that. You can feel that in that video too. Yeah. And, and just hearing the, the, you know, some of the guys that got on there and just said simply what this is doing for him. You're right. just like, yeah. Wow. Like we hadn't known them for more than 30 minutes and they're bringing up their past with their, you know, trauma with their parents and like all this stuff. And it's just like holding this guitar in your hand for 10 minutes and suddenly you're just feeling free. That vulnerable space we talked about, right? Like I now trust you to have this conversation and this is opening up so much for me to be able to talk. And we have grand plans about the future of opening a, a storefront space, a physical space that can be sort of like this drop-in jam session that is like a space so to cool. just like, huh. you know, you don't need to have a guitar, but you can come and play ours or private rooms where are, you know, there are a handful of people that want to just start maybe creating a band or just yeah. like have something to do, you know, like we, like you mentioned sports, there's, you know, 24 seven, you know, mm -hmm recovery like gym workout spaces yep. and like you know what if you want an art space to come and just do the art thing and tap into that side of you but you don't have a space to do it that's sort of the, the grand money. vision yeah. Yeah. yeah or the money right like just come hang out with like-minded people and we'll have a stage if you want to put on a show like let's put on a show like we'll yeah. give you an audience and so that's the grand plan is to create a community and we know there's so many aspects you know recovery isn't just one thing mm -hmm. But if this could be the one thing that helps, you know, that cope, that healthy outlet, that coping mechanism, that one thing that like you can lean on and gets you to that next step, whatever that looks like, that's, you know, worth it in itself for, you know, and that is like, you know, Crystal and Kevin will live on through each one of those moments. So. That is a really cool thing. Actually, Phoenix yeah. Multisport yeah, yeah, does yeah. it for yeah. sports, right? It's exactly, like, all oh, you got yeah. 24 hours sober, you come in, come on, yep, come yeah. on. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. Them. Yeah. And you, you bring up a great point, and we're going to wrap up here in, uh, shortly, but um, touching our passion every day. Mm. And a lot of our artists, too. I, I had a, a female in our women's program that just graduated. Mm. She's on iTunes. I mean, so gifted. And I sat down there and I said, that was the most amazing song I've ever heard played in front of me. Mm. And she goes, 
yeah, my mom told me I had to do something a bit more reasonable. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? And so what, what I think our artists are told, or at least they're led to believe throughout their lives, that that's, that's when, when you want to get serious, come over here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that I think they tell themselves a narrative, like I can't do this, mm-hmm. right. I can't be. I'm pushing the, the, the energy today that says we should touch our passion every day. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist, we paint. If you're mm-hmm. a singer, we sing. If you mm-hmm. play guitar, we play guitar. Yeah. Because no matter what we do in this world, in the name of recovery, we'll be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that cause. I've, I've loved having you all on here. Um, I want to talk about something really quick that I'd like to do for um, you and your family, and most certainly in, in Crystal's name. Um, I don't know if I told you, but we're getting ready to build a 13,000 square foot state-of-the-art treatment program mm. uh, right up here in North Colorado oh Springs. Gosh. Wow. We have the real estate. We've been fighting for it for the last two years, annexing it, rezoning it. And <laughs> so Congratulations. Thank you. We're, we are breaking <laughs> ground um, this month. Wow. And our treatment team would like to dedicate a portion of that building to Crystal. Oh, and wow. Cause. Wow. Um, a um, corner, we want to call it Crystal's Corner, um, in an area where people can go and they can play music. Oh, man, that's we can, amazing. We can mm. carry on Crystal's <laughs> name um, forever. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And I am hopeful that that starts coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm hopeful that that starts um, the ball rolling um, for our music therapy program that yeah. we'd love to start. Well, the you're a music therapist. So. Yeah, so I'm going yeah, to yeah. be heading up the charge. I'm going to be the cheerleader. Um, but I am just, uh, as I told you before the show, I've just been, we've been thinking about ways. How do we let these beautiful faces live on? And mm. um, Crystal's face is going to live on at Peaks Recovery forever. Mm. And we'll go on and tell her story. And we'd also like for you all to come out each year and talk to our team. And talk to mm. our clients about how much this matters to you. Mm. Um, so we're going to let that beautiful face live on. Um, yeah. Certainly on our side of things. And it is our promise and our commitment to you all that we'll continue to disrupt this industry. And continue to have the personal touches in our program yeah. that connect people to things that really matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is our commitment. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming on. Yeah. It's been so nice having you on. Thank you for driving down in this horrible weather. And Thank you, Jason, for accompanying me on this show. It's, it's been really special to connect with you all. And, um, yeah, I'm really grateful. Yeah. It, it was actually fun to sit and talk to her and talk about her and talk to you guys. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well, it just reaffirms, I mean, nothing about addiction for anyone is easy, right? There's so many different layers, but the fact that the efforts the talk, the discussions, like the stigma, the shame, all of that, just there is a reason for continuing to have the conversation. And I mean, we, we've been up and down with like where we're going with this nonprofit ever since Crystal passed away. And as soon as it hit, it hit. And like, this is just a perfect example that like, when you follow your passion, right? <laughs> when you like, see a gap, you feel a gap, and like it's coming from a place of just, you know this can work, and that there is that need, and there's people that um, appreciate that, that it, it's all worth it. And so we're grateful for you for having, continuing to have the conversation and the dialogue, and um, seeing, seeing Crystal and Kevin and everyone else that you come in contact with as people, and doing the best that they can, yeah.
thank you all so much for coming on and, and sharing this vulnerable piece. Um, but I think it's just a really important piece. And, um, we'll let that memory live on in a really infectious, enthusiastic, and relentless way because that's what Crystal left for me yeah. was this relentless approach mm -hmm. to the work. Yeah. So thank yeah. you all. And that'll do it, everybody. Uh, thank you all for uh, c coming on, tuning in. Please find us on all of your podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, anything else. TikTok. I knew you were going to say TikTok. I am the brand ambassador. Please tune into the TikTok. It's a good time. Um, but until next time, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we miss you, Crystal, and we love you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>